there are men who cry at weddings, but who don't even tear up when they hear the piano theme at the end of the Incredible Hulk TV show, when Bill Bixby has the bag over his shoulder and he's walking down the road and just kind of gets you right there. And then there's Adam Bernstein and Doug Bost, two men who should have better things to do, but aren't doing them right now. These are two grown-ass men. Grown-ass men. We're glad that you've joined us again Yes, for another podcast. (laughs) We are excited to talk about some classic Daredevil. I love Daredevil. And one of the comics that we're going to talk about today is actually, I was just telling Adam, it's one of my two favorite comic book series that I've ever read. Right. The Born Again series that Frank Miller and David Mazzuccelli did on Daredevil in the 80s is the top notch of what a superhero comic can right, achieve. Right, right. Yeah, Frank Miller was mind-blowing and yeah. certainly changed the whole industry. And we also read a good amount of the Bendis... How do you say his last name? Maliev? Maliev, yeah. Brian Ale- Michael Bendis. Right. And uh, what's Maliev's first name? Alex. Alex Maliev. I love that. I think a lot of the TV show is based on that. And you had said that you thought it was really coming Frank Frank Miller, but I guess you can't really separate them. Daredevil is a kid who loses his eyesight at a very young age, but when he loses his eyesight, he gains heightened senses on right. all his other senses. Right. So even though he's now blind, he can hear somebody's heartbeat. He can smell whether or not a gun has been fired recently. He almost can seems like he can see like shapes and outlines or something. He can see better than people who are sighted because he's got this radar sense. Right. So he can actually see everything. He can he knows everything that's going on around him, even though he pretends to be a very successful blind lawyer. Right. And it's very cliche how they uh, <laughs> portray him. Like, because he had, he's with this walking stick, and yeah. he always is stiff looking. Yeah, it's very Clark Kent. Like, pretend I'm totally something different. Yeah, which they got away from that in a lot of ways later on. And it, he was an okay character, but he was kind of slipping into a period where nobody was really buying the comics. He just and, wasn't doing anything very interesting. They didn't have any very interesting villains that was, for him. Right. And right up until the mid '80s. It was at a point where they weren't even putting out the comic monthly anymore. It was a bi-monthly comic. And they also, before that, way before that, they had Daredevil and Black Widow together because he was so, so little traction. Yeah, he was so boring they needed to spice him up with Black Widow. (laughs) Right. But uh, we had also just pulled out a box of old comics just to look at for fun. And Daredevil 1 is in there. And I remember getting that at a con... Like, oh, we're talking probably about 76, 77. Wow. And it was cheap. I think, I think we paid like 35 bucks for it. He's a character who was not necessarily a great character until Frank Miller and then later Brian Michael Bendis elevated him to a greater stature. What Frank Miller brought to that character, that he's a Catholic, that he's a martial artist that he's he was trained by this guy stick right that when he was in college he had this girlfriend who turned out to later be a 
ninja assassin electro <laughs> fantastic like he just it was a brilliant job because he kept all the stuff that you know and that you have to have for daredevil the, right. the character's origins but he added to them in a way that just made him a character that matters yeah and he's you know he's not afraid to which became a popular thing later on he's not afraid to he kills electra she's a major character oh yeah so today we're going to talk a little bit about my favorite Daredevil, the Born Again series okay. from 1986. Uh, we're going to talk about the Bendis it's 2001, series, 2001, which is 2001, which is an amazing series. Yeah, and we're going to talk about the TV show a little bit. Yes, perfect. We were just remembering how uh, Frank Miller came to be doing Daredevil. Right. He got he was given the duties of writing and then being the artist on Daredevil. And he improved the character so much. He brought so many new supporting characters and f new villains and right. did really great things with them. And the art is incredible and dark. Oh, There's yeah. So much ink, black ink yeah. everywhere. It's and, harsh looking. And then you know? he situated Daredevil in one neighborhood right, of New Kitchen. York City. So he made Hell's Kitchen this thing that you know, really only exists in the comics where right. Hell's Kitchen is like this evil den of, you know, vice and... <laughs> right. But it seemed like he always was in... That's where he always resided was Hell's Kitchen. Isn't that like the, even the earliest episodes is Hell's Kitchen? Well, maybe when he was... The very origins of him, yeah. but I don't remember Hell's Kitchen being a part of the comics until Miller came back in the 80s. Yeah. Well, I, I, might I be can't wrong. even say. I can't. Certainly didn't study every... <laughs> issue of daredevil but then after he did this great run where he invented stick and electra and the hand and then killed electra and put bullseye in a coma right and they had uh kingpin who is he 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 turned kingpin into daredevil's ultimate enemy yeah kingpin is but right. he's basically like the mayor of New York. Right. Only he's the criminal mayor of New right. York. Even the way they drew him when remote, I guess probably Romita, John Romita Sr. probably created the look of King. Yeah. He's so he's bald and huge. Like, there's something comical about him. And I guess Spider-Man is always busting his balls of yeah. his weight. And yeah. Stuff like that. But it's not, it, it doesn't go there anymore when it's later with Daredevil. He's really a dark character. Yeah, he's really just mean, and he's so big, and, right, and so strong imposing. and cutthroat. And then you find out all that background about him, with his wife and his kid, or what happened to him when he was a kid, yeah. abused by his father. Right. So then Frank Miller did all this great stuff with Daredevil for a while, and then stopped. And other people took over Daredevil, and right. Frank Miller went on and did his own stuff. But then... Maybe after two years of not doing Daredevil, he came back and he did this seven or eight issue run called Born Again. Right. And it's the best, in my opinion. <laughs> right. It is the top. He didn't draw it. David Mazzuccelli drew it. Right. And David Mazzuccelli, another genius. Right. He, um, he also drew my other favorite, really my two favorite comic series are... Batman Year One and Daredevil Born Again. They're right, both right, right. by Frank Miller and David Mazzuccelli. And he's a guy who emerges in the 80s. 
Yeah. And Mazzuchelli more recently gave up superheroes entirely and he did a graphic novel that's much more like a novel called Asterius Polyp. So Daredevil, superhero, he's got a secret identity, lives in Hell's Kitchen. But at the beginning of this new series that Frank Miller came up with, he reintroduces Karen Page, who right. is Daredevil's ex-girlfriend. Right. From the early, early From days. the early, early days. And he shows that since we last saw her, she's gone to Hollywood. She has failed as an actress. She's gotten into porno films. <laughs> she's a heroin addict. She's a junkie. Right. She's got nothing left. But she sells what she knows, which is that Matt Murdock is Daredevil. So she sells that information to get high. And puts it in an envelope, and the envelope finds its way to the kingpin. And that sets in motion this whole thing where basically, through this series of issues, Kingpin destroys everything that matters to Matt Murdock. His home, his law practice, takes away all his money, takes away all his friends, right. destroys him. If you get the uh, trade paperback of right. Born Again, it collects all the issues. And you can really see how they put the whole thing together. Every issue starts off with Matt Murdock right, like sleeping. S- so right. the first issue, he's sleeping in a nice bed. Then, after the first issue, Kingpin blows up his house. So at the very beginning of the next issue, he's sleeping in a bed in a flop house. Mm. Then... He's distru- he's sunk even deeper. Beginning of the next issue, he's sleeping on garbage in an alleyway. And then the next issue, he's been saved by this nun who may or may not be his mother. And he wakes up in a, a church mission in a basement. Right. And then the next issue, he's in bed with Karen Page. And then it kind of ends with him placing the villain who he fights in the end on the desk of a reporter. Kind of like... He's been asleep the whole time. Now he delivers the bad guy in that same position right, at the right. very end of the whole series, which is beautiful. Another thing I wanted to point out was how great the sound effects are. The, <laughs> the way <laughs> all of the sounds are written. Right. Like They're Batman, like the Batman TV show. Yeah. Crack. Yeah. Crack. There's, there's one section where... Ben Urich, who's the mild-mannered reporter, right. gets his fingers broken because he's been writing too much about the kingpin. And the way the sound effect is written on the page of the crack, yeah. it's like each K in the crack is sort of falling apart, just Ugh. like his fingers are, are falling apart. And then later, yeah, there's a fantastic series of gunshots where the words take over the whole... The sound effect takes over the whole panel. Whenever... A really hard hit is delivered. The sound effect is clud. <laughs> Interestingly, though, when there's a really big sound, a when big his whole house blows up, there's no written sound effect at all. Right. They just let it be the picture. Right. Kingpin knocks him out, and there's no written sound at all. It's just yeah. like the whole panel is just red. I can't recommend this book enough. You get to meet uh, Kingpin, and they introduce this new character called Nuke, That's who's like a 
super patriot, but he's kind right. of a simpleton. He's like the bizarro Captain America. Right, right. And he, but he does amphetamines. Right, he does amphetamines. And he, that he gets him going. <laughs> right, he gets him going. He, and he always says, give me a red when he wants an amphetamine. Right. And he, he'll pop this amphetamine and then he'll go nuts and kill a bunch of people. <laughs> And of course, at the end of the thing, there's there's this moment where you know Daredevil hasn't been seen for a while, and he's lost everything, and he's lost his costume and everything. And Nuke is gonna go ballistic on the city, and he says, "Give me a red," and he pops one of these things. But instead of just popping the amphetamine, you cut to Daredevil in his red costume, lit up by right. fire behind him. It's an, a visual that is better than a movie in a way like it's more cinematic and it has more impact than a cut in a movie even would have it's yeah. just it's it's fantastic well they certainly didn't make uh, karen page a junkie porno star in the tv show <laughs> no they did not not yet anyway not yet well no she's almost like a superhero in that in the tv show because she's like facing off against kingpin's guy and manages to get him killed She's tough in that. You that know. was the most disappointing death in the TV show, I thought. Karen Page kills Kingpin's... Um, well, this is a spoiler, I have to right. say. Uh, but Karen Page kills Kingpin's second-in-command. Yeah, well, it's not really a spoiler. It's been out for, yeah, like, a year. <laughs> but she kills this guy, and when I was watching the show, I was like, I love that guy. It kind of started my dissatisfaction with the last few episodes of the right. show but we'll get to the we'll yeah. talk about the show in a little bit right so i guess we're fast forwarding now to uh some of the bendis brian Mike, michael bendis which i remember reading some of these when they came out and i just reread them very recently this week and well first of all the art is so dark and descriptive and fantastic you know, you really get a sense of, like, dark Manhattan. Yeah. You know, and, like, drugs and smart people trying to do bad things, you know. Yeah. And Daredevil, by this point, is on the borderline of being an egomaniac. He's just so fed up. He's been through so much, so much crap <laughs> that, like, he just can't even take anything anymore. And he destroys Bullseye beats the hell out does he kill kingpin or he doesn't but what's great is he gets to a point in this the bendis series where he's not gonna do what his character did in the 80s and 90s right. where he's like he's gonna put him in jail and he's gonna you know they're gonna live to fight another day he's like nope this is gonna well, i'm not gonna do this again i'm gonna defeat you so that you're never going to come back. Right. And he does it to Kingpin, and then Bullseye and comes Bullseye. along, and he's like, nope, it's not going to work with you either. He does it to Bullseye, puts right. him away. That's fantastic. And, and then he says, now I'm the Kingpin. He becomes this malevolent force for good. Right. Yeah. And then there's the great scene where he's being confronted by Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, uh, Reed Richards, and Luke Cage. It's a great scene. Right, all the New York guys, they're like, you're taking it too far. You can't do that. We're like, we have this squeaky clean kind of thing. We always have to be morally correct. And he's like, screw you. You know, you're not doing enough. Yeah. You know, that was pretty great. Yeah, he tells, they all come to him 
and he says, "You're not doing enough." Yeah, I'm. I've cleaned up Hell's Kitchen. He turns to Spider Man, and he's like, "Spider Man, you got to clean up Queens. Yeah, <laughs> that's your area. You, right. That's where you live. You got to clean it up." Yeah, and it's great because he makes Spider Man seem like a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> and very immature. Then there's a whole great thing that unfolds where he gets sued because they know he's Matt, Matt Murdock as his Daredevil, and then eventually he doesn't care whether they know his identity or not. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's what's so great about comic books now. Like, these people have torn apart all the prototypes. You know? Like, you would never have that. But it takes somebody really good, I think, to really blow it up and yet be true to who the character is. Yeah. It's like episodic television. You know, if you can bring something new to a... TV series that's been around for a while. Right. That's a real skill that... Yeah. Know, well, I think he's I great. I mean, he seemed to like... is one of the people in the 90s who really... I mean, the 2000s, I guess, that really changed the industry again. I mean, there's so much quality and detail in his dialogue. You know? And there's, there's a lot so of much it. dialogue. There's a lot of dialogue. Whoa. And jokes. Like, he's very funny, too. Yeah, like, he's great. One of the great things in this is his relationship with the other blind woman, Mila. Is that yeah. how you say her name? And that becomes like a real relationship fast. And she has complete access to like who Matt Murdock is physically. And they there's a great scene in there where she's like, she's like, what the hell's with your body? What's with all these scars? And he's like, oh, that's a bullet hole. And that's a knife. Right. And this is a guy who used... Uh saw blades on his right, arms gladiator he, he cut me here yeah <laughs> you know and that's something that never happens in comics it's such a great why not i just love that scene of that realism where she's feeling and he's like yeah i've been beaten to shreds it's very sexy too and the and bendis is you know he brings a lot of romance and yeah. sex into comics and to all the comics he does too which is fun i remember when we were both watching the daredevil thing you were getting lukewarm on it so yeah last year it it came out there was a in the midway well there was a there was a netflix series of about daredevil and it draws heavily from the frank miller and then the bendis stuff as well right those issues of daredevil because it uses stick and it uses a kingpin in the same way that Bendis and Miller both use him. And um, the Catholicism. I loved the series. It's a really good series on Netflix. I loved it. It was one of my favorite comic book. Uh, it was so Charlie gritty. Cox is great as He's Daredevil. fantastic in it. Um, yeah. And Kingpin is played by... Vincent... Vincent D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. And I think he's... Some people didn't like him, but I think he's excellent. Oh, I thought he was great in it. Yeah. You know, they show his complexity, especially when you grew up with these characters. Daredevil number one is 1964, I'm guessing. Yep. Okay. And then it took until 2015 to have a TV show. Right. (laughs) 50 years. Well, one thing that I loved about the show was how much the show loved fighting. Like, they took the... Uh, fights very seriously. They had great stunt people. Yeah. There's one sequence where there's no cuts and he fights a bunch of guys in a hallway. Yes. It's six minutes of just pure fighting. It's really well done. Yeah. Um, and he likes fighting. 
Yeah, he, Daredevil likes fighting, but the show also takes the fighting very yes, seriously in a way that a lot of other... But then after a while, I thought they kind of ran out of steam. When they finally got to the big showdown between Daredevil and Kingpin, it was just like any other fight that they'd already had. I know, I took great pleasure in <laughs> I just, I guess it's always that part of me that like roots for the hero, you know. Yeah. But. Season two of Daredevil, the TV show, is going to start being available on Netflix, and you can do one of those things where you binge watch the entire season. But the, the, there was no be, hint of the Punisher in the. No hint of the Punisher in the first one, but now we've got the Punisher and we've got Elektra in the new season. Right. I like the guy they've got playing the Punisher. I don't know who the actress is who's playing. Uh, oh, it's it's Electra. launching March 18th. March 18th. So while Mary and I are performing with Euphobia. <laughs> That's right. They will be launching the new Netflix series. Yeah. And I think it's going to be great because I don't think they're going to. The Punisher is going to be also complicated, you know, and, and the Punisher is not a character who just frivolously kills people. You know, he has some moral kind of. Yeah. His own personal warped code. Right. And Electra's going to be in it. But, you know, it just reminded me the Daredevil movie. Oh, right. The Daredevil What's movie that? with Ben Affleck oh, and Jennifer Garner. So bad. So terrible. One it of the almost worst ruined the franchise, right? It almost ruined the whole thing of Daredevil. And that was really based on the Frank Miller stuff. In the worst way possible. I know. I, they took the Frank Miller and they just went the really wrong way with it. Yeah, but that happened with a lot of comic book movies. There was the initial thing. Yeah. Like Spider-Man came out and I was like, wow, we finally can do a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> and I was so into it. And then they just started to make a million of them. And now it's really hard to make a good one. Well, but Daredevil, they really... But it, this they really the TV the shows are one. different. Yeah. Yeah, and I think because it's not just straight through, they have time to develop something. You know, it's like 13 or 15 episodes a season or something like that. You know, well, I'm really looking forward to it. Me too. I really enjoyed that one. And like I said, I enjoyed Jessica Jones a lot, which also got slow. Jessica Jones, I liked for about five episodes. And then I was tremendously disappointed in Jessica Jones. Right. I, th I thought it ended really badly. Oh, you thought so? Yeah. I liked when he she uh, really destroyed him. Yeah, <laughs> that I was didn't, pretty great. I liked the setup of it, but then I thought they just didn't know what to do with it. It's easy sometimes in comics for all the villains to feel the same. Yeah, the owl is a really dark character in there, too. Well, owl is great in this because he's crazy. Yeah. I just was remembering the first Daredevil I bought did have Gladiator in it. The two blades. You know, you know who I liked as a villain for uh, Daredevil was Stiltman. Stiltman. Very satisfying because, you know, he had those long legs. It was a little bit like my stretching, uh, like my <laughs> secret desire to be able to stretch. He had those really ridiculous stilts. And it was a crazy power that he would, he had a robotic costume. He would rob a bank or rob a jewelry store. And then he would walk away from the scene of the crime on tremendously tall stilts. Right, right. Like it was a terrible way to try and escape from <laughs> justice. Uh, 
Well, what was cool about Daredevil's villains is that he get to borrow a lot from Spider-Man. Yeah. They all, they, I guess they all live in New York, you know. Yeah. Whatever. There's no, there's no villains in like Aspen, Colorado or no. something. Who are some other terrible Daredevil I remember he, villains? He, I think he has an issue where he fights the Enforcers early on. Yep. Gladiator's a big one, you know. Doesn't he fight plays. like a frogman? Frogman? Isn't there a frogman? <laughs> I don't know. Who's like got suckers? On well, his there was fingers. also what was that thing with man thing? Frogo or Daredevil had some B-list villains. Well, well, Daredevil was a B-list hero for a while, and then he, yeah, I think he's Bill... been saved. That's our show on Daredevil, folks. <laughs> I cannot recommend enough that you go out and buy, um, you know, all these, Born Again. These are really great comics. Yeah, the top of the top. Uh, I mean, the Electra Saga is pretty good, too. Yeah. Jeez. Saga. I want to read Electra that. Saga. But don't you think also that Frank Miller could have taken any character and elevated it? Like, yeah. it just happened to be <clears throat> that he was given the assignment of writing Daredevil comics. Like, he could have taken Iron Fist or Iron Man and elevated him to either of them to being great heroes. Well, that would be really actually an interesting thing. Like... Iron Man in the comic books is lame. Mostly, yeah. Mostly, right? Yeah. I mean, the only reason that the movie franchise was cool is because... Well, they did a great job with him. Who played him? And Robert Downey. Yeah, he does it amazing. But I kind of think that Frank Miller is a talented enough guy, and the same thing with Bendis, right. that if you'd given them Spider-Woman or Squirrel Girl or you know Luke Cage or any one of these characters... They would have been able to turn him around into something great. Yeah, I mean, isn't that been the, that's the history of the stuff? Like some artist comes in, or or some writer, and it just blows up the whole franchise. Anyway, grown ass men and women fans, thank you for listening. We will be checking in with you soon about how the TV show goes. Yes. All right. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> Grown-ass man.